الله أكبر الله أكبر Welcome to the Rational Believer Podcast. Episode 4. What is knowledge? Epistemology of what can we know? In the previous episode, we talked about how can we understand purpose. And we said that purpose is not something intrinsic within a thing. It comes from outside of that thing, from the maker who made that thing, to ask the maker what was the reason why they made or created that thing. And so likewise, with the human being, we must ask the creator of the human being, if such a creator exists, why did they create or make that human being? So in this episode, we'll be looking at the parameters of knowledge. How can we know whether a creator exists or not? How will we know if this maker exists? And I just want to start off by asking or taking one step back and asking the question, how do we know anything, in fact? How can we be sure of the answer to any such question of whether a creator exists? Now, people may argue different ways of acquiring knowledge about the world, indeed, even about knowing things. Philosophers throughout history have debated about what is true knowledge. This includes knowledge about whether a creator exists or not. For example, someone may believe information that their parents or a highly respected person has told them, or they may have a feeling after going to a holy place of worship, or maybe a dream that has inspired them. However, none of these things produce certain knowledge. They can be disputed by others with a different view, a different feeling, or even a different dream. They are all subjective. There has also been a danger of irrational thinking, which delves into speculation, which leads to useless information, whilst giving the illusion of knowledge. This is like when philosophers start to describe the qualities and characteristics of the unseen creator. An example of such debates include debating how the all-loving, all-powerful creator allows evil to exist. Such thinking creates confusion, doubt and skepticism in the knowledge of a creator. So. If we want to avoid any doubts in what we may think about, let us ask the most basic of questions about the knowledge that we seek. Is there anything that you can definitely know, that you can definitely be sure about, without any errors or speculation or doubt in your information? This has been studied 
amongst philosophers even this question throughout time and is known it is known as epistemology the philosophy of knowledge some philosophers would argue that knowledge and truth are understood innately based on our unobserved thoughts without having to rely on the external world for truth whereas some others for instance may propose that we are born as blank slates and that knowledge is acquired through our senses and what we experience the empirical view there are many views that exist about how to gain knowledge of the truth but if knowledge and truth is based on our senses and experiences then how can the unobservable God be a truth on the other hand if we are going to consider our unobservable thoughts and reasoning of God to be true can't we and don't we sometimes produce wrong ideas too someone may imagine many things about monsters for instance under their bed or God loving us all how do we distinguish a wrong idea from a true correct idea should our knowledge then also be based on a feeling or intuition should we accept the idea of God because it feels in line with our existence but aren't feelings subjective which means that we all experience the universe differently which means there is no universal truth that we can agree upon so what will lead to true knowledge since we have seen that everyone may come out with opinions which differ from each other how then do we distinguish between what is a fact from an opinion so to answer this let us first of all be clear about what we are talking about a fact is information which is true for everyone truth by its definition is what cannot be denied no one can disagree with it or claim that it is false this is the description of any statement that is true a truth therefore must be objective verifiable by all and not subjective or personal to you or a group of people that would be an opinion therefore emotions dreams and feelings which are subjective and not universal for all cannot be a source of truth one person may enter a church and pray and feel like he has an answer to the meaning of life and another individual may not have that feeling another person may have a dream that buddha came and visited him whereas another person may not so what can everyone agree on then now everyone can access the physical world outside of their bodies and it does not change from person to person we have access to this external physical world through our five senses of sight hearing touch taste and smell now someone may ask but doesn't everyone perceive that world differently for example color blindness is an example where someone may not see the distinction between certain colors so what about if your senses don't work now there is 
however, a substance that we can all perceive with our senses, which is the reality around us. There are basic elements of it that anyone who senses it can agree to. For example, if we take a book that exists, it will have a certain dimension. It takes up a certain amount of space in the universe. You may have people disagreeing over the colour due to a problem or difference in sight, but they will still accept that there is a book, or at least an item. If, for instance, there might be a problem with sight and cannot distinguish between the letters on the pages. And the proof that they will accept its existence is that they will try to avoid it if they saw you throw it at their face. So there is no denying that. Now, what if they don't have that sense altogether, it may be asked. For example, if they were blind totally. Now, with the senses that do exist, then they are able to appreciate the universality of the reality around them that applies to all of us. So if I can't see the book, then I could feel it through touch. If it was a plate of hot food that I could not see, then I could smell it. We progress in life and are able to function to the extent that we appreciate the reality around us through our senses. If these senses do not work, then the reality from our surroundings, which we access in order for the mind to make a judgment, will be restricted, resulting in faulty judgments of our world and then faulty actions. As an example, if I walk into my house and I did not sense, so for example, my smell was not working due to a cold, if I did not sense that there was a gas leak in the air from the gas pipe, then I may well assume that it was safe to light the stove or to light a cigarette, unfortunately causing an explosion and harming or even ending my life. So, it may be asked, what about sceptics who may doubt our reality? And there are such people and such philosophers. Now, this doubt was a similar problem to the doubt that plagued previous philosophers, such as Descartes and even Ghazali at one point. The problem that they had was to know how they could be certain in the conclusions they formed when the tool of the mind itself was limited and therefore prone to error. Did that mean that the conclusions of the mind would be uncertain? This led people like Ghazali to go on a spiritual, non-intellectual quest for truth, whilst others like Descartes concluded that the only thing he could be certain of was his own existence, summed up in the famous, I think, therefore I am. Ultimately, even the skeptics or doubters cannot deny their reality. Otherwise, they would suffer too and not last very long within their environment. So, for example, if a skeptic was to walk into their house and smell a gas leak, they may choose to philosophize that they can't be sure if they really exist and or if the gas really exists. However, when it comes to the action, they would have to base their actions on that knowledge of their reality. Otherwise, they would die or be at a serious loss in any explosion. So, when it comes to everyday life, 
we have to use the tool of the mind to form our judgments, albeit that it is not perfect. To, to deny the tool of the mind would be to deny living in a rational way based on the reality around us, to deny any progress or problem solving. As just discussed, you would not last very long in the world if you denied it. The only option we have is to understand our reality based on our minds. As limited as our minds may be, and form our conclusions, form our conclusions based upon that understanding. And this is the rational method. The thinking based on the sensed reality, which allows the human to make correct judgments about his environment, enabling him to manipulate and control it, and thus to progress. This method of acquiring knowledge and forming judgments must therefore also be utilized when answering the most important questions to do with our lives, which is, where did we come from? What will happen after death? And what therefore is the relationship of these with our life, our purpose? This is rational knowledge. It is only limited to forming conclusions upon our sensed reality, and you can be so sure about it that you bet your life on it all the time. Everyone does. No one denies the reality, otherwise they could not live. You would not be able to cross the road if you tried to philosophize that the car coming towards you is a dream. So rational knowledge produces facts and truths because it is based on the reality that we all sense. It cannot go beyond that. If you try to base any knowledge beyond the senses, then it no longer is a fact and is now open to opinion and interpretation as it becomes subjective to you only. For example, if you are sitting at home and you hear a knock on the door, you know for certain that there is something behind that door that caused the knock. Why? Because, from reality, you have sensed that doors do not have the ability to knock themselves. However, it would be irrational to describe what is behind that door with certainty. Is it a man, a woman, a boy, a girl, a stone that was thrown, or a branch from a tree that fell? The only way to know is if you could open the door and check, or if someone outside could tell you. If we could verify that they were not lying, that is. This then leads us to another type of knowledge that we will come to after the next podcast episode, which is transmitted knowledge. Now, what about the fact that we don't know everything about the reality and our universe, that we find things out later, for example? How can we be so sure of what we know? The answer to that is you can only form a judgment on what you can sense. Any thoughts or opinions based on what you can't sense will always have elements of uncertainty. The rational and progressive person um, will base their behaviors on their reality, not on what is outside of reality. Taking our example of crossing the road earlier, you would correctly stop crossing if you saw a car in your path, 
you would not base your actions on what you speculate about whether the driver sees you and if he would swerve out of the way, even if these are possibilities. If the reality changes, then we form a different judgment. But until the reality changes, all we can be certain about is the reality that is available to us. Thank you for listening. In the next episode, we will use this parameter of the reality to answer the question, where did life and where did this universe come from and whether there is a creator? Thank you and goodbye. Allah Akbar Allah Akbar La ilaha illallah